Change management, fact or fiction? Is it really possible to change the mindset of an organization as it pertains to information governance? Hello, thank you for joining us. This is What Counts, a podcast created by Trailblazer Consulting. Here, we highlight proven solutions we've developed through our experience working with companies across various industries, and we talk about how you can apply these solutions to your company. We share our experience solving information management challenges, like creating and implementing a records retention schedule, creating an asset data hierarchy, or helping with email management. This is Lee, and in this episode, Moore and I will introduce the subject of change management as it pertains to your organization's information governance environment. Maura, we have a lot of information to talk about when it comes to this subject. This could take up a few episodes. I mean, this is a this is intense stuff when it comes to change management. I mean, it's just, there's a science behind this, even though sometimes it seems like some of these things are very soft in terms of moving people in, in a particular direction. Can you help our listeners work through some of these things? I'm going to try. Hi, everyone. This is Maura. And uh, Lee, I do remember you telling me at some point when we were trying to do this for a client, oh, this is just so fluffy. It's so fluffy (laughs) and it's not real, but we have definitely seen the results when an organization skimps on the change management side. And we have seen the results when an organization goes all in on change management. And there is a, a significant difference in terms of the success of whatever change we're trying to make the success of the new program, the new policy, the new process, the new software. So before we get into the ways to do it, let's talk about the reasons. The goal of change management at the very base is to get the organization ready to do whatever you want them to do. So get the organization ready to operate in a new environment, a new software environment, or a new put in place a new process, or start following a new policy. So some examples recently, an email management implementation program, putting in an implementation tool and putting in an email management tool and combining that with a time-based roll-off of non-record emails out of your inbox. Time-based roll-off of email, if you've never done it before, if your organization is used to keeping all their emails, keeping it all forever, they have a false sense of security that they can find what they need. And when you say, nope, we're going to roll that off after 90 days, they are going to fight you tooth and nail. So how do we get them to a place where they're not forwarding all their emails to their Yahoo account or, or trying to put it all on a thumb drive? And there are a lot of different ways you can do that. But one of the ways that we have found is effective is through change management, through communication and training and two-way feedback mechanisms where we ask them how things are working for them and what will make a difference to them. So on the other hand, you can put in place something and you can say, here it is, let's go. And in sort of a top-down command and control environment, and you know, we don't want any of that soft, squishy change management stuff. And we've seen those projects fail and we're not the only ones. There's a famous study by the MIT Sloan School of Management uh, looking at failures over time, of large scale software implementations. And that in most cases, the implementation failure was from a lack of adoption by users, a lack of understanding and use by the users 
not because the software failed, not because the software didn't meet the requirements. The software can be great. If people don't want to use it, though, they'll find a way around it. So you've invested a lot of money and you haven't actually gotten the benefit that you're looking at. Think about your own organization. How many times, how many different software packages are out there? I know when we go into some organizations, they'll say, oh my gosh, we piloted every single document management system there is. We've had this one and that one, and here's just another one. Or this is the fourth time somebody's tried to change the way we're managing our email, and we don't really care what you're going to do. Um, I've actually had people say that to me. <laughs> and so uh, what's the, the common element there typically is it's not the software's fault. It's the change side. So that's why we think this is important. Yeah, I agree. And one of the one of the findings from that study was treating the job as a technology effort versus a complex management and leadership effort. And I think in your email example, email roll-off example, you had the general counsel and the C-suite behind this. And they were saying, no, we need to get rid of some of these emails. We need to gain control because it could be a risk to the organization. So it wasn't just an IT effort. Let's put this system in. It was a, it was a complex leadership a challenge to them. Yeah, actually, that's a really good point. Because in fact, at that client organization, IT had tried to introduce the email roll-off about three years earlier, and they tried it on their own, and it did not go over <laughs> at all. The incoming general counsel, she um, was not in place yet, but was on board in the company and knew about the effort, knew it was important from past organizations, and so partnered with IT kind of waited until the, the dust had settled on that first go around that went so badly, and then really took a slow and steady change management driven approach to get this process done. So we had actually picked the solution by January of last year, and we didn't go fully live with the new solution and the roll-off until October. And in between, what we spent time doing was small group pilots, refinement of the way the retention folders would work, feedback from different people, and then a host of trainings and communications. We did company-wide emails going through the company-wide communication system for each of the major events um, that were part of this process because we asked the users to go back and look at their old emails that they'd been saving for 10 or 15 years and move them to the new location. If they were records, we had to give everybody a training on a lot of training on what is a record. Um, we did seven different company-wide trainings. We did about 40 different small group trainings and we followed those up with one-on-one -on -one question and answer sessions whenever anybody wanted that. And at the end of the day, we were able to clear out about 11 terabytes of outdated non-record emails, move the critical record emails that we were worried about into the retention folder system, and 
We also, we started the time-based roll-off and we cut off access to PST files and have actually been collecting the PSTs to be destroyed. All but one PST is, is gone. And there's just one group left that we're working through some things. Uh, one person left whose PST files we think have records in them and we're working through a series of um, inter inventories and moves to make sure that we capture what we need. But that's it out of a company of 8,000 people. The more remarkable thing is the number of questions and complaints that we had after the roll-off was in the double digits. It was about 25 complaints after the time-based roll-off started, just over two dozen. And after the PSTs went away, we got nothing, like no complaints at all. And the, the general counsel and the, the CIO and the C-suite who were all supportive of this throughout they all agree that the reason is everybody was ready. In fact, we wanted to send one final company-wide email right before the PSTs went away at the end of the year. And the C-suite said, everybody knows this. We've told them a lot. We don't need to tell them anymore. <laughs> kind of like, this is not news anymore. We're all ready. Let's just go. <laughs> um, so it was slow and it was after a failure, but uh, it was a successful an extremely successful example of change management. That does sound like a good example. And just to kind of bring things full circle, when we talked about project planning uh, in our previous episodes, when we mentioned socialization, when we mentioned obtaining feedback, this is part of the change management effect, right? You can schedule in and you put in your uh, your project plan, the training courses or the training times that you, you do training. You can put in a pilot needs to be done first so you can get lessons learned. But we also talked about scheduling time to get in front of other people to do a review of the draft project plan to get the socialization out there, to get the feedback from people because that's a big part of how you're going to change the organization and get them all behind the project. I agree. That was the most valuable part of it. And I wanna make one more tie back to an earlier set of episodes. We spent a lot of time at the beginning of this podcast talking about the assessment process. And during that assessment process, we emphasized interview questions and interviews with groups across your company, whatever group you're working with. So as you're thinking about, okay, what's our first initiative? Where did that come from? It came from your findings from the assessment. All right, we're thinking about, we're ready to go. We're gonna put in a content management solution or we're gonna put in a collaboration solution. And we're gonna do that because we heard in the interviews, people wanted it. So when we get to the change management to make that go well, incorporate those things you heard from the interviews into the change management. So I mentioned with this email project, there were records we were concerned about. We knew that certain groups across the company were heavily reliant on email to store records of their business process and that those records weren't being stored anywhere else. We knew that they weren't using a system. They weren't putting documents into SharePoint or a share drive, we knew email was the only place they were keeping them. So when we were ready to start the rollout, we set up meetings with all those groups individually and said, what are you going to do? What can we do to help you? 
how are we going to get these records out of email and into the retention folders or into a, a, a better repository for you? And how are you going to move forward and not put them in email anymore? <laughs> Let's keep, keep them in a new place. And we did that because we learned it from the assessment, from those interviews. So each of your initiatives that you're put, building your information governance program, you learn things in your assessment. Those things you learn will absolutely make your change management better. Because when people think you're listening to them, you heard them, this is a real problem. This is how we're doing this and we don't know how else to do it. When you go and work with them on that specific thing, then they believe you're there to help. And they, they know you understood them. You were listening. Doesn't mean you're gonna do exactly what they want, which is leave everything as it is, but they know that you heard it and that you're gonna start from a shared place of, this is important, let's figure out an answer. Um, and you can apply that in any of these different projects. So we'll hear, um, I have many more examples, but I don't wanna go on and on today. So we will pick this up again in a later episode and we'll talk about applying change management to a different type of solution or a different type of initiative, as well as all the different approaches that we take. Awesome, that's good stuff, Maura. If you have any questions, please send us an email at info at trailblazer.us.com or look us up on the web at www.trailblazer.us.com. Thank you for listening. Please tune in to our next episode or series of episodes related to change management in particular. Also, if you like this episode, please share it with people in your social media network. That will help us get the podcast out to a wider audience and allow us to help more people. As always, we appreciate you, the listeners. A special thanks goes out to Jason Blake, who created our intro music. Thanks, everyone.